0: Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. Have you ever wondered how you would sell or create a mastermind? Have you ever thought that you need to be at a different place in your business in order to be able to actually offer a mastermind, to be able to successfully create one, to fill it, to sell it, to serve it, right? Today's episode, we're actually going to dive in deep, 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 deep to the specific sales strategies, like the exact things that you can do today if you're curious or thinking about putting a mastermind in place for your business. And even if you're not, I'm going to encourage you to listen in because there are some gems of how you could create more opportunities to serve more clients, get more leads, and essentially convert them into more customers. And we're going to dive in deep into all of that and more. So the main thing that I want you to understand in listening to today's episode, there were so many golden nuggets from the conversation that I had with master coach, Mark Keen. The very first thing that struck me was how fast he was able to generate results. So regardless of where you are in your business, Mark is going to share with you the exact strategies that got him his first paying client in 30 days of deciding to start his business and completely fill his first mastermind within 60 days. So in less than two months of him having his business, he'd already created all of this success and momentum. Now, in case you're thinking, well, maybe he had to do X, Y, Z. No, the strategies that we're talking about, the, the specific three things that will help you to also get more clients today were generated without having a lot of technology, without making things super, super complicated, and without having a website. So without all of these things, you may be wondering, what in the heck did he do? Well, stay tuned, my friend, because we're going to tell you the exact things and how you can do them for yourself as well. And in case you're thinking, this is not going to work for me, Susan, because I don't have time. I don't have the effort, like I just don't have the energy for this and the thought of doing all of these things that we're going to break down for you may feel like it's just not possible for you. I want you to listen in as I share Mark's amazing bio because this is a man who didn't have a lot of time. In fact, he he was he was the ultimate of busy and yet he was able to create this level of success in his business within a very short period of time. and. I love the fact that Mark was very open and honest and super vulnerable, which is the name of the game here at Master the Sales Game and admits that when he first started his business, There was a sense of desperation and I know I've talked about it a lot that sometimes you don't want to have that feeling of desperation, but I'm going to tell you that in this case, it really worked out to his benefit because it gave him a hunger. It gave him a drive and a motivation and a deeper why for why he needed to get going and just get out of his own way. You'll find out the one event that changed everything for Mark and made him realize and up level and grow his business so much faster than he could have possibly imagined all of this and so much more is waiting on the other side just for you now who the heck is mark well mark keen is our guest expert today and he is a master coach who specializes in creating transformation through masterminds he built his coaching business to six figures in just 12 months and created half a million in revenue in just over three years with more than two decades of experience as the pastor at the same church he has mastered the skill of helping people unlock their potential and live their best lives. Now, Mark has served over 220 clients in over 50 different industries. Man, that's a lot of different clients. He's a dynamic communicator who has spoken on stages for 25 years. And I can attest to this. And you're gonna, you're gonna love his energy, his power, his dynamic um, just approach. And he's delivered thousands of empowering messages to people across all of those stages that he's uh, been able to speak at. Mark is the founder of Transformation Coaching. He's also the author of Journaling for Transformation and is is co-authoring a new book with international business expert, Bill Walton. Mark is happily married for 21 years and the father of three children as coach he can help any business owner who feels powerless to take back their power through experiencing a life altering transformation mastermind now who mark Is such a powerful coach, such a powerful business owner. And I'm so grateful that he allowed us to go behind the curtain into his business and dive in deep with very specific strategies, some exact words that you can use in your business and activities that you can implement today in order to help you to move forward and grow your business as well. I'm going to encourage you to take a lot of notes for this one. Show notes, as always, will be down below for you, but let's dive right in. Mark, I'm so excited to dive into this topic. You know, it was so interesting to me that you have been able to create your business and actually start with masterminds, right? Because I think a lot of folks have a preconceived notion, me as well, where (laughs) masterminds are the thing that you build or lead up to as opposed to just fresh out of the starting gate. And so I'm really quite curious about some of the things that you're going to be sharing with us around the strategies that have worked for you and how you've been able to maintain those relationships and get such spectacular results with your clients as well.
1: Uh, well, I'm honored to be here, excited to share with you, and uh, I have. I've, I've learned a lot, some of it by accident, because I wasn't, uh, I guess I was crazy enough to just dive in before I had all the answers. So uh, yeah, ask away, and I'm excited to kind of break things down.
0: Well, let's start because you just shared you've you've crossed the four-year mark with some of your clients. For everybody who's listening, how how long has your business been around, and how did you decide on masterminds as the very first like main offer, your signature offer?
1: Yeah, uh, so interesting story. So my business, a little over four years when I started, I literally decided to start the coaching business within 30 days. I had my first clients committed within 60 days. I launched my first mastermind. Um, so from the first group to like, that was the initiation of the business. And so, um, the reason I started with masterminds. So before I tell you that, let me tell you how I run masterminds because there's a bazillion different definitions of what people think a mastermind is. A lot of them are traveling the world and, you know, like a, a mastermind weekend or an experience. My masterminds are small groups of people, uh, men and women, five to eight people in a group, plus a coach facilitating myself or somebody on my team. And so it is the same group of people we meet every week for one hour and it is facilitated. It is directed. um, But literally that that is the format. There's no event component yet that'll be coming um but the main value is that weekly gathering accountability push challenge tools mindset um basically it's it's business it's life it's everything uh is fair game and so i always say well how do you do it with all the you know if you could talk about health and marriage and business and sales all in one mastermind call like how do you pull different people in and it's because whatever you need you're going to pull out of the mastermind so just needed to give a little definition. So when we say mastermind, um, why did I start there? Because I wanted to coach, but I did not have the guts or the confidence uh, to start with one-on-one coaching because that's a higher price point. And so the very business-wise decision was I have the guts and the confidence to add value. So I've been a pastor for 25 years now. And so like I knew I could lean into people's lives and bring transformation. I knew I could create those kind of environments because I'd already been doing that for 20 years. But to work with business owners and growth-minded people, I was like, I need a little confidence builder to know that I can create the financial value and the return on the investment. And my coach was like, you're not allowed to do one-on-one until you can charge a real price. Because so I was like, well, I could charge this. He's like, no, you're not allowed to do it until you, you have the guts to charge a real price. So I started with masterminds. And when I started, they were $200 a month. And I was like, I can give $50 of value a week to every one of those clients. And lo and behold, that's that's where it started. And so I started my first one and uh, then I started a second and then a third. And then out of that is where I got one-on-one clients because they got such great results. They wanted more personalized attention and it grew from there.
0: Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... There's so many gems to pick apart here, right? I I think for me, the very first thing that I noticed uh, about what you shared, Mark, is that you moved very fast, right? From the time that you decided you got a client in the first 30 days, the mastermind was created in 60 days, and it was kind of like, go, go, go. And you didn't overthink it. And you thought, here's an area where I don't have the confidence and I feel a little bit weaker. You were coachable. Right. Because I think sometimes we invest in ourselves, we take the time, we take the money, and we're willing to put in the effort, but then we get, we allow fear to get stuck. Yes. Right. Like to, to keep us from being able to move forward. And although you got uh, the information from your coach, you still had to say, okay, I'm going to follow through on it. Yeah. And as yeah. a result, you've been able to see all of this uh, success and then build up to what you really wanted to do, which was also having one-on-one clients and lead them to work in a deeper way with you.
1: Yeah, so one of the first statements, and I, I quote it incessantly, literally it's one of my core values, but one of the first lines I remember my coach saying, he said, Mark, hesitation will destroy people's dreams. It will rob you of your destiny. And he said, you must live on the edge of courage and action. And to this day, that is a mantra of my life that if, if you don't know, go go anyways. Uh, there's a Richard Branson quote that he says, say yes and then figure it out as you go. And so I, I didn't know that one back then, but literally that's, I've had to keep going because if not my fear and my hesitation would hold me back. And so I, I've learned a lot along the way um, and it, it's been a fun ride. I mean, we, now we have people in 25 different States and four or five different countries that were serving in masterminds every single week. So, um, that's pretty fun.
0: Wow. Okay. So let's wind this back a little bit, because I know folks are wondering, especially if you are maybe in the early stages of your business, or even if you're more established, right? Like the idea of, I have, I have this opportunity to serve people in maybe a different capacity and I'm interested in this concept of the mastermind. I love your definition because it really goes back to the true Napoleon Hill sort of theory, right, of masterminding, not necessarily for a specific business purpose, but to make sure that the people that you're surrounding yourselves with, those, you know, those five to eight, which is really what that looks like, is going to help, they're going to help keep you on track and accountable and get you out of your own way of what you think in the tunnel vision that we sometimes get trapped into. So walk us back because I think sometimes we think first I need the website and then I need the funnel and I I need all the stuff. And that's not how I started. So I'm curious, like, how did you get these clients? I'm so I'm
1: so glad you asked this question. I'm so glad you asked it because it is like my pet peeve when people are like, I want to start a business, I want to do this, and they do, they busy themselves with stuff they don't need to do, but they heard somebody on a webinar or a Facebook post say, well, you got to have a website, and you got to have a business card, and you've got to have a Facebook page, and you've got to, like, have a funnel and all this, and literally, I've had clients I've worked with who they signed up for, you know, larger programs that are like, this is going to get you to your first six-figure business and all, and they got Um, hindered, slowed down because it was too cumbersome. There was technology and process and all this stuff. And I'm not against those things. But in the beginning, how did I get my clients? No website, no Facebook page, no logo, no business card. What else did not I have? Oh, negligent social media presence until the last two, like you can go look at my social media, Mark T. Keene on any platform. Before a year ago, it was negligent. I have a business page that was like I didn't have it then but I have it and it's still not running heavy so didn't have any of those things how did I get my clients three ways a little secret sauce for you if you're just starting and you don't and you're ready to stop making excuses and actually get clients in coaching mastermind in your course uh three ways I got it uh I looked through my phone and the people already knew and I had their phone numbers and if there was any ideal clients I reached out to them I got on social media particular Facebook for me And I mined through, at that time, I think I had barely a thousand friends, like maybe 900 friends. And I went through my page and I said, all right, who looks like, and I I literally was trolling and like, ooh, they like one guy that enrolled. He he likes Darren Hardy. I read that book. I bet he might. And then another guy uh, from my hometown who I hadn't seen since like literally high school, 20 years. And I was like, he's a business owner. I see him posting stuff. And literally I sent these people just going one by one through Facebook friends. And I sent him a message and said, Hey, I'm getting ready to start something. think you might be interested in it. No, it's not anything multi-level marketing, nothing against that if you are. Uh, But for, for me, I was like giving that caveat. I was like, Hey, if you'd like to jump on a call, drop me your phone number and let's do it. And then the third way, was referrals. I called some people that love me, that know me, that know I'm going to bring massive value no matter what I do. And I said, hey, here's what I'm getting ready to do. Um, Who do you think might uh, be a fit? And I got in my first mastermind, I had people from all three of those. The first three masterminds, that's the only way um, that I recruited people into the group was through those three means. And it worked and it filled groups up. And literally some of those guys are still with me to this day.
0: I love it. And I know that you were able to be consistent, right, in growing your the start of your business to six figures in a year, which is remarkable. Yep. And I love what you just shared Mark because we don't need to overcomplicate. Like people are making business too too complex, too fancy and and hear me out. It still requires hard work because I know that somebody right now you're listening to me, friend, and you're thinking, Oh, well, you know, I have thousands of friends. This can't work for me. Mm -hmm. Are you willing to do the work? Because if you can do the work, it will work for you. It's worked for me. It's worked for you. It's worked for hundreds of thousands of people that have by, you know, grit and gumption and being able to just pull up their socks and say, What am I willing to do in order to make this happen? Uh, And not looking for the shortcut right away. I think that is brilliant because you use your immediate network, right? Like what I like to call is like the rings of influence. Mm -hmm. So you went with your immediate ring of influence. And then we kind of move out from there in order to make sure that we are able to leverage the people that in sales that know, like, and trust you. And they probably already respect you as well and would be able to say, yeah, I don't I don't even know exactly what you're doing, Mark, but I really like you. I know that you're a respectable fellow, right? I know that I can trust sending people to you. And so being able to leverage those referrals as well as the other two, two arms, I also love the fact that you were able to utilize three different sources so that it spreads the risk.
1: <laughs> Very uncomplicated too. Uh, I'll share one quick little funny story um one of the guys who who i actually a client to this day i've worked with his team i've went in i've coached his team and he's a one-on-one client still in the mastermind to this day but when i had that very first call with him hadn't talked to him in 20 years he went to my high school the same high school i went to and um he's like mark i think this mastermind thing's kind of a sham but because it's you and i believe you like i'll give it a shot i'll give it 30 days And I was four years ago. So, but you're right. The no, the no like and trust piece was a massive component and that's leveraging the referrals, all those kind of things. But you're right. I put in the work. And by the way, at this point I had a full-time job, which if you know anything about ministry, it's not regular full-time, it's full-time plus plus. And I had three small children and I I built my business. My first mastermind I ever started was at 6 30 AM. And, uh, That's the group that I've been going with for four years. And so and then I had one technically day off that wasn't usually a day off. And I started building my other groups on that day. And for a year and a half, I did not take off any responsibility from my regular responsibilities at my day job. Um, I just kept serving and adding value.
0: Wow. Okay, so that was also a mic drop, right? Because I think sometimes we get so stuck in our excuses of why we we can't do this, right? So it's the time, it's the money, it's the energy or effort. And I love the fact that you reminded us that really if you're going to argue for your limitations and argue for your excuses, which I know if you're listening to this show at this point, if you're brand new to me, we don't stand for that. But if you're a loyal listener, I'm going to give you a shout out, because you know, that is not you at all. And so I love the fact that you were able to, to do this. So can you break it down? Because I think sometimes people uh, struggle with, I want to do this. I'm trying to manage myself, I have these competing priorities, exactly like what you had described, right. And so whatever is that full time piece, uh, or if you have, you uh, kids or parents other people that are competing for your attention and and your time how much time did it actually take you to be able to implement the strategy right so you're using like a three prong approach which involves some manual labor right it involves some some time and effort how much time did it take you initially to get your very first mastermind filled
1: yeah so great question um so i made a list of the people I had. Then I started with the, the Facebook. And so I'm doing all this work late at night. Uh, I was not a morning person at the time. And I was like, now I am, cause I don't have a choice. And so I started waking up earlier. I would stay up at night. I would work on the weekends um, and so but it wasn't like, you know, I got to put in an eight hour day when you're doing those kind of things, you're mining out the contacts and sending messages. So it was just in between places. And I would, you know, laying in bed at night, I'd be sending Facebook messages um, when it got to. So when I tell people, when I help people launch and use the same strategy, I just say, listen, you need to list of 30 to 50 names, because that's about how many you're going to have to call to fill one mastermind of eight people. Some people are going to have a better conversion, some not as much. Um, don't put all your eggs in back one back because I say, Hey, you want to have a list that makes it, makes you feel like it's not going to run out. You can just keep calling until you enroll. So <clears throat> when it got to the calls, I just, I had to block out that one day off that I had and I blocked out evenings and I communicated with my wife and she knew that there was going to be sacrifices, but we were doing this to create a new life. And so the initial was minimal when it turned from mining it out to calls, it was extensive for a short period of time. Because when I launch a group, I try to enroll everybody in a two to three week period. So I'm going after eight yeses in a two to three week period. And if that's 20 calls or 25 calls, then that's what I have to do. And that's hours spread out on evenings and lunch hours and weekends and in between basketball games and soccer games. And so week and a half, two week push is when it was extensive, but the big push, and that's what I you know I encourage everyone, it's the push up front, Once you get it launched, then it's like you're leading a group for an hour. Depending on how you roll, it's 30 minutes to an hour of prep time, really. I mean, some people need a lot more than that. I'm more of a, I I became a reservoir of knowledge. So I always have new content to give people because I'm just always constantly learning. And so once you get it locked in, I mean, I run, I lead eight masterminds a week right now. And I coach about the same number of people one-on-one. And those are weekly. So about 20 hours of coaching a week is what I do. Um, and I still work in a ministry position as well, just because I can, I don't need to get paid anymore. I just work because I'm called to it. And so it's kind of fun not to have to work for a paycheck and just get to do what you're called to do.
0: I love it. It's almost like you're working for free, right? Because you're doing something that you love on both sides. One that, that, that pays you and the other one that kind of feeds you. Um, So I I love that.
1: Two other things to answer that question a little bit of like that initial startup. One was when my wife and I had this moment and it was the turning point that I was going to start the business. It was after I, I had been in a mastermind for a year and I'd done coaching and we went out to dinner like the last week of the year. And I said, honey, what was the highlight of the year? And she looked at me and she said, watching you change wow you're not the same person you were a year ago you're a totally different person and i yeah i was speechless which is to say a lot for a guy like me um but it floored me but then later in the conversation she told me she defined the change she said you went from talking about it to doing it to taking action so for those that are uh what was your phrase something about limitations like holding back on their, like celebrating their limitations, whatever it is, or why you can't. um, That was me, hundred percent me. I was, I was a talk, 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 vision, 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 vision. I'm going to change the world. I'm going to create wealth, but I wasn't doing it. And so the turning point was going from talking to doing, and then the other piece that had to happen, and this was in those late night hours and early mornings and all these kind of things. The phrase that captures it for me is I had to expand my capacity. I thought I could do this much, in actuality, David Goggins talk in his book, Can't Hurt Me, he talks about the 40% rule. He says, when you think you, you've you spent, and you've gone as far as you can, and you can't go any longer, you're only at 40%. And what I learned during that season of my life, I was, def- I was maybe not even 40%, maybe 30%. Because now, four years later, and doing everything that I'm doing, I feel like I'm maybe 50% tapping. Into my potential, but I'm still expanding my capacity, and I know I have more to do. So, forever, listen to this: you can do more. You can expand your capacity. You can become more. You can do more. You can serve more. You can add more value. Um, it's in you. You just got to tap in. You got to begin to believe that.
0: Mm, I love that. I I love that phrase: expand my capacity. And and for for me, I look at that phrase a little bit differently, and it's really with um, like the visual that comes to mind, Mark, is more about like the expansion, the space, right? And so, because I think sometimes people will hear what you're saying and they'll go, well, I, I don't want to work more hours, right? I don't want to have to put in more effort. And that's not what I think you're saying, but I want to make sure that people are very clear that this is about the margin, right? Like the, And the expansiveness of what it feels like to actually, it's like a hot air balloon, Like when you can lift and you lift yourself, you lift for me, you lift other people alongside. And the more that we're able to keep fulfilling in our destiny and in our purpose and in our uh, calling and the gifts that we've been given, the easier it is for other people to do that with us. And that's where that expansion comes in, right? That capacity to, to do more for others, but without having to As you said, right, you're a reservoir of so much knowledge. You're constantly learning and that already expands, but it doesn't mean that you do more time. In fact, I think we do far less because we get so good at the things that we're doing that we, you know, something that would have taken you an hour to research before, maybe somebody's giving you information in your mastermind and go, no, I, you don't even have to keep going. Let me just stop you right there.
1: My my prep time for a mastermind or a coaching call now is so much different than it was then. Now, I will say maybe a slight contrast or pushback on what you're saying. In the beginning, expansion of capacity was, do more and I can carry more load. But today, 100% agree with what you're saying because now it's like, oh, I can impact so many more people with this much time instead of this much time. And that's that's fun and that's fulfilling and impactful.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree with you because I think this is where, I mean, you have an amazing story with how your business has started. It's actually very similar to, to mine as well. We just chose a different offer. I chose the, the high ticket one-on-one, and, but did the same thing. It was really, uh, for me, it was focused on social media because at the time, I didn't even know I was building a business. And it was really just, can I serve? I know that I can coach people. I know that I can coach people one-on-one. It's what I've done in corporate. So let's just try this. But it, it took it took a lot of work. Like when I tell clients, i reached out to five people every single day. these were strangers to me. And mm-hmm. at, funny enough, we just had a conversation in, inside of uh, my community, Sales Mastery Society, and they were really puzzled about sending out these direct messages, right? DMs to, to folks. Some people that you may not know very well, you're, you're expanding your capacity to have more relationships and people in your network. And I said, at some point, you just got to get over yourself and just know that that person is waiting on the other side of a potential conversation. Yeah. So if you just make it all about you, then of course, it's going to feel awkward. But this is about you giving people an opportunity and inviting them into first a conversation because you're not trying to yeah. sell anybody into anything if you don't even like them, if you don't know anything about them, if right. you can't build up that trust and rapport at, or at the very least that they can't see and respect you as an expert in your authority, you know, the field of your authority or your niche. So we're, we're like skipping ahead to the, the marriage rather than what about plain old, like dating and courtship.
1: <laughs> yeah. Connection.
0: Right. So I agree with you because that, that does take effort. It does take work. It does take us being uncomfortable. So at what point did you decide Mark? Cause I mean, you got, you came out of the gates, like swinging for the fences and no. because of your fearlessness and the ringing sound of your uh, amazing coach reminding you don't hesitate, Mark, just, just go. At what point did you realize I got something here? Because we all have that realization moment where it's like, well, this is for real, for real. And now what do I do? And "Hmm."
1: what's next? Like, yeah, well, it's a wonderful question because when I started, like, let's, you're a real and transparent person, right? When I started, there was a bit of desperation. There was a lot of bills unpaid. There was a lot of needs that weren't being met, and you know there is a bit of a stereotype. But a lot of times that whole ministry thing doesn't pay as much as you'd like it to. Um, you know, I'm very valued and all those kind of things. But so there that there was desperation. So when I started, it was I want to be able to pay all my bills. I want to be in the black. Like that was that was the motivation. So. Three masterminds in, two one-on-one clients in. I'm like, I'm having the time of my life. I was made for this. I'm like, I'm paying my bills. The creditors aren't calling me anymore. Uh, I was so, like, it was joyous. And um, and I was happy. And I really was. And I was like, like living the dream. Life can't get any better. And at that point, uh, a friend of mine invited me to an event um, with the guy, maybe some of you have heard of, Tony Robbins. Little little event called Unleash the Power Within. And I went to that event, 12,000 people jumping up and down, going crazy, passionate about growth, becoming the best version, contributing to the world and making the world a better place. And I was like, my people, you know, Um, my wife went with me, totally changed our lives, our marriage, gave us tools, all kinds of stuff. And, but while I was there, I looked around, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm going to go home. And I've got a mastermind I'm in every week. I've got a coach I meet with every week. I'm going to take everything I've gotten here. and I'm going to go home and apply it. But I was there and I was like, you know what? I bet 80 or 90% of the people here don't have that when they go back. Like some people are going to go back and they're going to say, you joined a cult. You're, you've lost it. And they're going to have negativity and like, oh, that's all huah and hype and all those kind of things. So at that event was when it, it went exponential. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start some masterminds just for alumni of this event because I've connected with all these people and I've made a relationship and just had an ease of connection with people. It was just so easy. And they had Facebook groups with like tens of thousands of people in them. And so I just connected with people at the event. And then I, start, I said, I'm going to start this mastermind and I started my first one and it was easy and it was amazing. So then literally after that first event, I started the first, second, third, fourth and fifth group. So I went from three groups for the first six months, and then I added five in the matter of maybe two months. Wow. Um, about a lot of calls. Yes. Um, my family didn't see me much during that time. And then I went to another event. I added two more. That's when I added another coach onto my team because I couldn't serve everybody. Um, and so that's when, when I, I was having the time of my life. And then I went to an event where I had this explosion of so many people need what I've created, not just showing up an event, but like for the long haul, how do I implement and apply these things in my life to bring lasting, sustainable transformation. And I loved it. I was effective at it. And then when I saw so blatantly, like people were ready to get into something like this, I was like, I can't not do it. And so that's, that's when it kind of exploded. And I was like, okay, here we go, all in again. And uh, it was just another season of growth.
0: Wow. Uh, you know, I have chills all over um, from, from that story, because although you and I have had conversation before, I did not know this. And no. here's the, the beauty and the brilliance of what you just shared, Mark, is that I think sometimes we're, we're going through life without seeing the connections of what we do to what we also do, right, mm. that they all are like in isolation. Yes. And everything that we do is connected or could be better connected. And I love that your brain just went, here I am and wait, here's an opportunity to not not to sell, but because that was a byproduct, but to serve the people that are my people, like I am here, I'm loving it. And man, I can see that they could be moving forward so much faster or better after this, there's gonna be a gap. And here I can fill that gap. So you you never went into the event going, I'm the king of masterminds and I'm gonna sell you into my mastermind. It was, I'm in a place where I belong and I can see that other people are gonna have this need. I can fulfill it. And here's a way for me to serve more people doing what I already love to do and to be able to help them in the process. And as a result, it's like a perfect trifecta, right? That you have yeah. the perfect people, you have the problem, you have the promise, what I call my three Ps of, of profit. And then boom, of course, your profit exploded. And you were, I mean, that's a good problem to have. I think most people are thinking, I'd love to have more clients, but really being able to come from a place of service mm-hmm. and really being able to give them ultimately what they want, but also what they need, right? Because I think sometimes people get confused with that. How do I sell them what they want and give them what they need? And they get stuck in that kind of loop over over and over again. Um, And it's such a simple thing that I think we can all take a, a, a piece of this strategy in order to be able to implement something in our business, even if the byproduct doesn't look exactly like yours, even if we're not selling a mastermind as an example, Mm -hmm. but if you are thinking about implementing a mastermind, like what a beautiful way to be able to serve people that you already are connected to where there's going to be a gap.
1: It's funny. One of my top five strength finders is connectivity, which is the whole scene, the connection between everything. Um, But I I wholeheartedly agree there was a gap that I could fill. And that's literally language that I use when I talk with people of like, there's a gap. And the other principle in there too, is I found my, somebody else had a bigger tribe. Like, I mean, Tony Robbins has millions of people in his tribe and, but he does, he has coaching and he has an extremely high end mastermind. That's more travel the world and get close to Tony Robbins, which is great, but he did not have an offer that was like this mastermind um, nothing even remotely close to it and so some things would happen organically but you know they would fizzle out and you know people who pay pay attention so i knew there was a window there with integrity you know so some of you you're like well man if i had ten thousand people that were ideal clients well they're out there whatever your market is there's opportunities to go to events and network and connect and create genuine connection and see value that you can add um, just don't go in there salesy and what's your, your sleazy. Yeah. That's not going to work. People see that a mile away, but if you go into add, add value and connect and you're genuine, you're sincere, then uh, there's a lot of ways to connect with tribe. That once what you have.
0: Yeah. I love that. Right. Cause I think this is where so many clients and if you're listening right now, you may be thinking, and I've actually done an episode about the fact that you don't need necessarily more leads. <laughs> you need to make sure that you can convert those leads, which you already were able to do because you had a solid offer something that people wanted to purchase. But and so when you go to a ready pool, it's like going fishing. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to fish and you need more fish to take home, and that pond is dried up, then you need to go to a pond full of water that also has the fish that you want. And that just happened to be the event that you were at. And I think that's a lot of uh, things that we can kind of take away with regards to, you don't have to start from scratch. You can look at people who already have audiences. But again, I love what you had shared here where there was a gap. uh, There was a gap, like there was a gap in the marketplace, but there was also a gap with the product offer that the host or the, the, the founder of the audience, in this case, Tony Robbins, He couldn't fulfill that for his people, even if he saw the opportunity, which he doesn't want to fill that. And that means that there's an opportunity for folks like you to be able to come in and serve those people who have a need for it and to to serve really, really beautifully.
1: Interestingly, when I started, nobody else was doing it. So, you know, there would were four four years, right? Like, yeah, as far as at those events and those kind of things, like like I was doing a post and said, Hey, who wants to join a mastermind? Now there's event, like there's lots of them, but I will share this little nugget. The thing that so many times I heard what set me apart on my enrollment calls. When I get on an enrollment call, I start with, Hey, I literally give a frame and I say, hey, I'd love to get to know you a little bit, hear about your story, you know, hear how you ended up at the Tony Robbins, what you're excited about. And then, you know, I'll tell you a a little bit about me. And by the time we get off here, we'll see if you want to join a mastermind. So I give them the frame in the beginning. But then for the next 20 to 30 minutes, I ask questions and I listen. And I don't just listen. I listen well. And I read between the lines. And when they get done for 20 minutes of talking and I've taken notes, like a page of notes, usually, I will... I say, you know what, before moving on, I just want to acknowledge you. And I will pick out two to three, four things that they didn't say the exact words, but they were abused and they kept going. I said, I want to acknowledge your courage to heal, to say, you know what, I'm not going to play the victim and I'm going to move forward. I think that is amazing. And you know what, I want to honor you because I heard how you love your spouse and your kids, the way you talk about them. I mean, I can hear that. And I just, I want to honor you for that because so many people don't do that. And The way you've done your businesses, oh my gosh, you are courageous. Like, I just want to acknowledge that. And I've had people in tears at that, like I enroll people at that moment, even though they don't say yes to a mastermind until the end of the call, because people are desperate to be heard and seen and valued. And if you do that, if you just listen well and value and honor sincerely, genuinely, I'm not saying things I didn't believe, I'm not saying things to get a sale, i am saying things because I care about people. I love people. Um, so that's a little nugget. You, you talked about that one of your episodes I was listening to about like, just because it's a yes, doesn't mean they get the offer. And that early on, I mean, I think I'm human. And so early on, if it was a yes, it was a yes. Like, let's just keep it real. But within a year, it was very much, a yes does not mean you get the offer. And I've I've literally redirected. And if I know they're not a fit, like I shift years into, okay, how can I add value for the last 20 minutes of this call and coach them and give them tools and resources? And I, it's numerous times that's happened because not everybody is a fit for the culture and you have to protect your cult, the culture you're creating, the group dynamics.
0: I love it. And it, it fits very much into my philosophy and how i teach because i always say you know god gave us one mouth and two ears for a reason but people get it backwards
1: <laughs> yeah 100
0: and sales really is about ask you like in sales you don't ever have to actually actively sell somebody if you ask the right questions and then you actively listen which I'm not surprised you're such a great listener. I mean, you you have that heart, but all of the things that you've done in your ministry requires listening, right? Mm-hmm. So you've been building up this skill. And I always say, we're going to drop a, a link in the show notes uh, for this resource. It's Daniel Pink's To Sell is Human. Mm-hmm. Simply by being a human being, you have everything that you need in order to sell well. We are in negotiations, especially as a parent, right?
1: <laughs> yes,
0: We are negotiating Every minute of every day with ourselves, our thoughts, our beliefs, someone else is influencing the thoughts, beliefs uh, and actions that we're taking. And so sales is about decision making. It's about guiding and helping to lead people to decide what is the next step. And when you give them that clarity, and I love what you shared around the like language so that we can actually um practices. I wrote it down, right? I want to honor you like th- just thanking them for the opportunity to share because they're scared when they're telling us some of these things. These are like deep dark secrets that nobody else maybe have had access to or they just haven't had the time to sit down and even think about it for themselves.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and so I love that it's very similar to the structure that I teach because I mean Sales is sales is sales. It doesn't matter what you're doing or what you're you're selling at the end of the day. You're selling to a human being and you're inviting them to have courage to make a decision that's going to change their life. And in that moment, they need courage, but they also need empathy and they need a real human being that is there for them no matter what decision that they make. And some, the truth is some people aren't ready. Some people need a little bit more time. They may not be a fit for the offer that you're doing, or maybe in the, the case of a mastermind, they may not be a fit for the, the grouping that you're, you're wanting to put together. So I, I love what you shared there. Mark, I I just love everything that you've been sharing with us because I know it's been so helpful to hear the journey, how you started, how you kept growing, how you approach sales, the framework that you use. It really helps to enhance the experience for the clients that you enroll into your your masterminds and that keep coming back time and time again. I know that you have an amazing free resource for us in order to help us because who doesn't need a little bit more energy, right? And I mean, guys, if you can't tell how much energy Mark has through the audio waves, or if you're watching this on video, like however you're reaching us to be able to know that this is what helps him to power through and to serve people at a deeper capacity. Tell us a little bit more about this uh, this resource that you're going to have for us.
1: So uh, yeah, one of the primary feedbacks I get when I when I present or when I'm serving people is like, energy how do, how do you do that energy mark like how do you have that in it and guys i had a client just tell me this week he said when i first met you you, you were a little much he's like you're kind of like over the top he's like but then i started getting around you and i realized you're like that all the time so it doesn't like i've had that a lot like people are like that's kind of fake but then they hang out with me and they're like oh he is like this all the time. So uh, my kids don't like it so much when we're walking to Walmart, and I'm like, wow, like, yeah. And so they, they're they like walking the other way, the teenager. So um, anyway, so energy is everything. Like energy is how we bring change. Energy is how we serve. Energy is how we fulfill our purpose. So I've got a resource that it is literally a four- part video series of four ways to create sustainable energy, not temporary, not momentary, but sustainable. And so, yeah, we'll drop the link in the show notes and you guys will be able to access that. Uh, And you can go to marktkeen.com as well and uh, connect with me there
0: amazing so guys we're going to put all of the links to all the amazing resources and so that you can stay connected to mark mark this has been such a pleasure i have loved hearing all of this and i Thanks know so that much we're going to this episode. be sure to let me know so what you think by reading around a review you you so get, clients i know how do you keep best to serve coming you back if you're, you're enjoying there's this show don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know what your so how you're able to see your mindset so that you can transfer that skill to your mindset i can't wait for us to be able to dive into
1: it has been an honor, Susan, a whole lot of fun. I, I love how you're, you articulate all the thoughts and bring it together and how you serve your audience. So thank you for the privilege of joining you today.
0: Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon.